0: Hello, Queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves we start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Venice. Welcome, Journey of You family. I am so excited today for you to get to meet with Coach Peggy Easterling of the Mindset School. I can't wait to hear her story and have her share it with you as well. And that it just bring great value for you in your journey. So welcome, Coach Peggy. We're so glad to have you.
1: It is such an honor to be here. Thank you, Tonya, so much for the invitation and for inviting me into the space.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about you.
1: So, I'm Peggy Easterling. Yes, I am married and I'm the mother of two amazing children. They're adults now. It's it's hard to even admit that even though they're already 24 and 25 years old. It goes so quickly. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, I am a coach and I also have two furry dogs that live with me right now that really run the house around here.
0: (laughs) Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Well, I know you talked about being a coach, a wife and a mom. Tell me kind of from the beginning up until now, how you got to where you are now and just kind of what that journey looked like for you.
1: Yeah, so my story really starts from a long time ago when I was a child myself, and um, so when I was a kid, we used to go out to my grandparents' house every single week, and we would just play and have so much fun after church, and they would cook this meal. I don't know if your grandma's house was like mine, but the spread, I mean, and you know, they serve that stuff in the Tupperware dish, and when they put it back in the fridge, you didn't know what it was, but it was going to be good. Yeah, we had that whole table spread out, and it was so good. But every single week, the kids would go outside, and we would play. I'm telling you, we wore out many, many a swing set back in the day, and we played outside. And I absolutely, it was my favorite day of the week. I look forward to playing with my cousins every single week. But when I was eight, that all changed for me one day when my grandfather sexually molested me. And um, it didn't happen on a Sunday, but it happened in that same home. And then I I, I remember very vividly just holding that in and just keeping that to myself. And then two days later, I remember like I was washing dishes and standing in a chair while I was doing the dishes. And then I just felt so much internal pressure. And I remember climbing down from that chair and I literally just physically collapsed in the floor. I didn't mean to just my body just I just couldn't go any further. And I just fell into a puddle and just bald and my mom walked into the room and back then we had these ugly yellow linoleum floors and our washer and dryer were in the same room as the kitchen and I just fell in that space there and my mom found me and she I remember just telling her everything that had happened and thinking that you know that one time event was going to be behind me and that was going to be it um, but although another event such as that didn't happen, what happened is she took the information to my father and when she took it to him, she, um, she said she would come back and tell me how they would handle it. And then from there, I had to continue to go to my grandparents every single week and pretend like everything didn't happen. And I was told I couldn't tell or it would hurt. And from that moment on for the rest of my life, I was just, I knew I had to pretend I was something i I was not that I had to put a mask over my wall um over my face and pretend that I was okay that everything was okay and continue those baseball games and those Things with my cousins, but I wasn't allowed to speak of what happened to me. And it changed my life. It changed the wiring of my brain since I've learned in psychology how that really does affect your brain of how you position yourself and how you change yourself to self protect and that preservation that happens. It literally is a physical transformation of your brain. But I really grew. Um, from that space, I didn't know until I was in my forties that it still had power over me.
0: Let's walk through that a little bit, because I'm sure there are people listening that have been in that same place as you. And maybe they too were told, you know, let's not talk about it anymore. You know, it's over now, move forward. But it sounds like your body internally still felt that and you still had to carry that. How did you kind of walk through, I know you talked about knowing now, kind of how to explain it, but how did you actually walk through that without being able to tell anyone else or actually have it addressed?
1: Yeah, so there were a few times in my life where I shared with very, very close people to me, some best friends. And in that space, I was very cautious of, you can't say anything, you can't tell, but um they they were respectful of me and my request but i i was still required every sunday to go out to those grandparents home and be I remember so vividly that fear and anxiety that I had just being in that space where my abuser was. And I thank God that that didn't happen a second time to me. But I know that there are so many people that their story is even more. But I just walked through that space of I've got to pretend this is just how it is. And I didn't know any different. I knew that that's exactly what I was told to do. I knew I was supposed to be obedient to my parents. You know, I was raised in the church and knew that I needed to honor my father and mother. Looking back on that reflectively, I do honor my father and mother and I love them with all of my heart. They were doing the best they knew how at the time, but we we swept everything under the rug and and people tripped on it and people kept tripping on it. And it it didn't serve, it doesn't serve a family to keep those secrets and to hide things. And I'm really glad that people respond a little differently today to those things. And it's okay a little more to say things that have happened than it used to be.
0: That's true. I can agree with that. And knowing kind of full circle where you are now, what would you say was the turning point that really started to help you be able to talk about it and be able to release some of those feelings that you've been carrying and holding in for so long
1: yeah so it was very unexpected I was on my journey you know I've been on staff at a couple of churches and gone and done some amazing things in my 20s and 30s in life but I was on my journey to get my um Bison's professional counselor, um, bachelor's degree, and um, I wanted to get my bachelor's degree. I went to this internship, and in the midst of all that, God just was dealing with me internally. He was just helping me to unpack so much and to um, guide me through this process, and I thought that I was in an internship to help other people. Well, I showed up in the space in a 12-step program and God unpacked my heart in that space. I was there to help other people. But I tell you what, God helps me through that journey. I have this gray chair in my home and I tell you, it means so much to me because that's where I let 40 years worth of tears flow. Like I unpacked, Uh, the, the suicide that happened of my nephew a few years back. I unpacked the death of my father when he was 39 and I was 16 and he passed away of cancer. I unpacked all of these life events that I had just taken that and pushed it down and suppressed it and not allowed myself to feel. And I felt feelings. I felt. Feelings. So sometimes you've heard people say you got to feel it to heal it. I believe that because that was the space where I was in denial of my feelings. I was in denial that things happened to me. And so many times people say, I don't want to be a victim, but they have to go through the process of admitting I was victimized. And when they will admit I was victimized, what happens is they don't deny reality. Because that that child, whether it was their childhood, but the person that they were in that space, they want to be recognized. They want to be seen for the things that they've overcame. We, you know, we all want to be recognized and seen. And I'm not saying we want to be an influencer on social media. That's not what I want for my life. But here's what I want to do. I want to honor where I've come from and who I am as a person. And when I deny the things that I went through and the pages in the story of my book, I rip out part of myself. And that was a page in my story and that I was denying even happened. And there, like I said, were several other pages that I denied. And life doesn't have to always be sunshine and roses. We, those spaces where we overcame those things that were hard are the, times, sometimes when we grew the most, that God brought the most growth in our lives. And if we rip out that page, we're ripping out the glory of God in the moments where he redeemed our stories from the pit. We're redeeming, we're ripping out that growth that went up that hill that was so deep that we never thought we would overcome. So I just, that is where I got, I got at the end of my own rope. And I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore for me. I acknowledge what God's doing in this space right now. And I give up. I surrender. It's not about me. It's about him. And I let him unpack the basement of my heart in that space. And I've never been the same since.
0: Wow. I love that. I love that. What an awesome story of being able to actually unpack and feel those things. Even in that moment, can you remember what was that like to actually Have to feel it and be able to sit through everything that you had packed in for so long.
1: Yeah. So for me, it wasn't just one moment; it was a daily time with God for about a year, and I would spend hours a day sitting in that chair with Him and just surrendering. Now, everyone's journey is different, and some Mm -hmm. people get that get that in just one moment but I had to sit with God and he just peeled those layers back and like a, like an onion, you know, just here we are, we're going to unpack this. We're going to unpack this. And in that, I just sat in surrender and I focused on his word and whatever he had for me in that moment and was leading me to, and I would just give it to him and pray with him and sit with him. I'm telling you that gray chair, those tears that are are there, they have so much meaning. But I finally in that space gave that, that child that I was in that years ago, I showed that girl some compassion, but I also, at the same time, I didn't ever acknowledge that I had feelings of being hurt by my parents. I never acknowledged that because I was like, I have to honor my mom and dad. I have to honor my mom and dad. I have to honor them. And I never wanted to speak out against them. And please hear me when I say this. I'm not speaking out against my parents. I'm acknowledging truth. I love my parents with all of my heart. But I'll tell you what, when I was in my 40s and I did this process of unpaling and unpacking, I got angry at my mom in my 40s. How silly is that, that I felt anger in my 40s at my mother? You know, there was a space of unforgiveness that I had there that had no idea even existed because I wasn't realizing the truth of my life and my true feelings that I had for that girl that I was trying, that I needed to offer some compassion to And when I acknowledged it, God healed that space. And I had to feel the feelings necessary to get on the other side. And that anger that I had for her was only for a moment. I But it was acknowledging, hey, that happened and it wasn't right. And no, I can't sit and hate and blame. But that acknowledgement of that was not okay to be exposed in that space, and to deny the fact that that happened, and not, I, I felt unprotected as a child, but I have grace, and love, and compassion in that space, and unforgive on that forgiveness to replace that unforgiveness that I didn't even know existed.
0: And I think that's beautiful, because you talked about it was so that you were angry in the 40s, but it's not, because you didn't get to be angry when you were eight when it happened, you just packed it in because like you said, you were honoring your father and mother. And so now that you have unpacked it, you were facing those feelings from way back when you were eight. So it does make sense that that anger came in and those feelings of unprotection. But how amazing is God to still be able to come in and fill in all those empty and hurting places? And I know that you mentioned being on path to study to become a licensed counselor. How did you go from that to now coaching? What did that journey look like?
1: Yeah, so I was on my journey to be that licensed professional counselor and God just he stepped into that space. I had sat so long in my studies and in um in a room really just doing my online studies. I knew that my journey forward would be a one-on-one space. But God was telling me in that in that time, he was like, "No. I want you to have a bigger impact. Your story is going to have a bigger impact than just one-on-one exclusively. Your story will have something more to offer. And then I began to explore that with him. And coaching became the space that he led me to. And uh, I became certified with Kingdom Coach HQ and got my last life coach certification there. And I am in a group of like-minded kingdom coaches ready to change the world with that message of Christ and help others. Yes, in a one-on-one space, but also we have other things to offer. I offer a membership there and where I help others in that space as well, where women, their lives are being transformed. And I'm so, you know, it's it's not me. It is 100% them and God doing the work together. They're sitting in whatever their uh, gray chair of their life is and they're having their gray chair moments with God and they're unpacking their own heart basements to him and the breakthrough that comes to the only the other side of God I give it my own way and I surrender to you. It's so amazing because we I just I self protected my entire life. And I didn't know any other way, but there is another way, and it's not a way of striving which we think it might be. It is a surrender, and that posture that I have, it's helping me today to impact others' lives with, with my own story and with the message, and God's using His, his word to transform their hearts and lives, and it's powerful. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Mm. Let's think about women who may be in that great chair even right now. What word would you give to them to encourage them to, one, process through and feel what they have been packing in and then that hope of, okay, I can keep going. I can keep fighting for another day.
1: Yeah. So the first thing that I would ask you to do is just admit, admit that you're powerless. And that you can't do this on your own. If you're like me, you didn't want community. You didn't want help. You isolated yourself because you're protecting yourself. And that isolation, I mean, just think of an animal. When he isolates himself from the pack, he becomes vulnerable. And he is vulnerable to attack. And that's exactly where Satan wants you. He wants you alone and to think that you are alone and that you are someone whose story is absolutely unique. And yes, our stories are unique to us. But I tell you what, there are other women out there and other people out there in the world who have gone through similar things. And if you would listen and let other people in The words that they can share because they have the rope that you need to climb out of that hole, it is so powerful, but you have to be willing to admit, this is where I'm at and I can't do it on my own anymore. The times I've put up walls and mask of self-protection, they haven't protected me anyway. I feel all alone and isolated and I'm not going anywhere from this. And I want you to realize that God loves you more than you can possibly know. And he's here for you. And he will support you as you admit those things that you need to process. As you grab them and process them, he's gonna wrap his arms around you. And maybe your journey takes a bit too. There's support and you don't have to sit in your gray chair alone exclusively. Get help, let people in. And I understand that people have hurt you in the past and that's hard. I understand that completely. But if you will just begin to let others into that space that have a little bit of rope that can show you a path where God can help you heal that space, then he truly will. He truly will be there for you every step of the journey and you don't have to do it
0: alone. Yes, I love it. I love it. And just really even to seal in that word, would you be willing to pray over the women that are listening right now and just confirm that word in their spirit as well?
1: Yeah, I would love to. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for these women that are listening. I just thank you for their hearts that are so tender right now. They've been hurt by the world. And you see their pain. Lord, do you want to take that pain from them? And you did when you took it on the cross. And you took that pain and you bore it for us so that we don't have to bear the weight of it anymore. Thank you for that. Thank you for being a redeeming God. That wherever their story is in life right now, right now in Jesus' name. You can redeem that story in that life, and you can take that pain and replace it with love and peace and healing. And I thank you for that peace that passes all understanding that can come as they welcome you into that God sized hole in their heart that they've tried to protect in their own ways. I thank you for feeling that space with that peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' mighty name,
0: amen. Amen, amen, yes. Thank you so much, Peggy. I greatly appreciate it. Thinking over your entire journey thus far, are there any aha moments that you really want to share or leave with the women?
1: Yeah, so one of the biggest aha moments I had for myself that is just transformational and why I I started the mindset school is because I really realized the second Corinthians 5 principle. It says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Every thought. And so what I want you to realize is so many times, this was my aha moment. I didn't realize that I got to choose the thoughts were in my mind. I get that choice. I get to choose what I allow to stay in my mind. And that is when I let Satan have that battlefield, that he wins. But I, when I take that space and the the thing for me, the big aha was the things that I thought were actual facts. They weren't, they were just circumstances. And the reason why they had so much power over me was because I thought that they were facts in the world that existed as facts, but it was the thoughts that I had about the facts. The thoughts that I allowed Satan to feed me about the facts that stole 40 years of my life. And I do not want your listeners to waste one more day allowing Satan that part of their mind. You get to choose intentionally what you think about in your mind. And there is peace available to you right here and right now.
0: Okay, so if they want to figure out where they are in their mindset right now and they need to separate those thoughts and facts, where could they get started?
1: Yeah, I have a great tool that's a wonderful start and it is called the Breakthrough Quiz and you can find that at themindsetschool.net slash quiz, themindsetschool.net slash quiz quiz. And it is such a great tool to see like where you're at on your mindset journey. There are people that need professional help. There are people and that's okay. I have some professional counselors that have come into the space that have spoken at the mindset school. I can connect you. I have tools and resources in that space. So, but if you are on your journey and you need community and you need to just say some things out loud in a community space, that where you are right now, community would serve you. We have that for you too. And this quiz kind of helps you separate that and understand where you're at.
0: I love that. I love that because not only can they get the counseling that they need, but they've also got other women that they can walk through this journey too because we all need each other iron sharpens iron. So I love that you're able to provide both of those. And I just want to make sure that everybody remembers the mindsetschool.net forward slash quiz. Go there right now and fill it out and see where you're at on your journey. Peggy, I really appreciate you coming out and speaking with us today, sharing your story and even just your birth of purpose. I know that there were hard things that you went through, but I just appreciate your transparency and just the beauty of God being able to use it um, and use your gift now to help other women.
1: Thank you so much. It has been such an honor to talk to you and I've read your story. As well. And the impact that you're having with what you're doing, it's it's beautiful. So thank you for being a gift to the world.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And Journey of You family, let's continue the conversation. Absolutely hop over to thejourneyofview.net. Let's keep talking about it and let's continue on with Coach Peggy as well. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Remember, this is your life. It's where your life begins.
2: Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you, authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get, get unstuck, U-N-S-T-U-C-K, and begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.